This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This week on The Real Guy Podcast, Stephen Busaka's a world-favorite millennial's dream comes true. He finally gets to meet Flip Pallet at the Bonefish Tarpon Trust Big Banquet. Stephen names drops like never before as he talks about all the cool people that were at the event. Like a kid in a candy store, this was Busaka's big moment. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. This week, the world's favorite millennial, Stephen Busaka, is in the studio today. Now Stephen, there's always been like this big pirate theme in Dania. And I don't know too many people from Dania, but since you're from Dania, I wanted to know if you knew what was going on down there with that whole pirate theme. But yeah, no, Dania, it, it always had a history of everything. Because remember, they had the Pirates Inn. That hotel that was right there that's, in the corner? That's what I mean. There was a big pirate yeah. thing going on. I didn't know if you knew why. I just assumed maybe pirates landed there back in the day. Did you know Dania also was the last the last city in Fort Lauderdale or the last city in Broward County that had squatters? What? They had squatters. You know what a squatter? They were the, they were the last city to have them? The last squatters in Broward County were in Dania. You know those woods right by the Dania Bridge? Yeah, the mangroves. Right. The woods on the north side, the northwest side of the bridge. Yep. These squatters lived in there for years. I heard about that. Yeah. Drew told me about that. And when we were kids, they were there. Really? So we'd be snook fishing around there or whatever, and the squatters would be in there, and the mosquitoes were, oh. I mean, the mosquitoes back then were just tough everywhere, but down there by Dania? It was like mosquito heaven. I'm talking like 1981, 82, were they, 83. Were they mosquitoes or were they no seams? Because no, those mis- are bad. Both, but at, <sighs> at night it was the mosquitoes. Really? And we used to look at those squatters and like, how can they live in those trees over there? And did you know there was squatters on uh, Virginia Key? I did hear about that. I think that was Jimbo and those people were squatters. <laughs> I'm not positive about that, so don't. You know what I'm talking about, right? Jimbo's and all that? <coughs> oh, yeah. Dude, you okay over Sorry. There? So, yeah, those were squatters. I think those people were squatters and all that. But that area down there in Virginia Key had a bunch of squatters that they had to get out of there. I want to know. I'm going to say 20 years ago they got them out of there. Which is not that that long ago. No, it's not. I, you know, Drew was even telling me that I don't know if they still are in there, but there might be because I've seen evidence before. 
They still might got some people living in those woods over there by the bridge. That's and I've re- seen, but that's regular homeless. I'm not sure why they live over there, but that's regular homeless. Yeah. Oh no. They, yeah. I th- I think that there are still some people living back in there. No, there was legitimate squatters. There's and they had all these squatters' rights. They knew what they could do, and they just lived there. And about about twenty years ago, they got rid of them. Because that's not that that's not crazy long ago. It's not that. Yeah. I mean, I I could I could be it could be a little longer, but. I can remember them there distinctly when I was in, like, middle school and stuff. And they left you guys alone, though, when you would fish, right? No, we never had any problem with the squatters. I never even heard anybody really complain about the squatters. It was just they were squatters. Jesus. It'd be like if you had Quakers living here. It's like everything's uh, all fine and everything, but they're still Quakers. Jesus. You'd be like, oh, yeah, the Quakers are over there. The squatters were over there in Dania. But I think, I think the, uh, there's some sort of probably goes back to the spaniards with the pirate uh the danish is what i was told because apparently danish. that's how it got named dania because apparently the first settlers were danish in dania is that true i swear that part i did know you know okay i'll roll with which it. i makes that makes sense dania danish sounds kind of similar but i wonder if they were maybe danish pirates i just thought it went i just thought it was I, went, I always thought about Danian and Highlight and the kind of like just rolls together and it's kind of spelled the same and everything. Danian Highlight. Try saying that five times fast. I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, so so your big dream came true. How many years have we been talking about it now? Well, you've been talking about it consistently, probably almost to a point where you're mm-hmm. bothering people. About your infatuation <laughs> with meeting Flip Pallet. It's been a couple of years, dude, that we've been talking about this. Four. I was going to say four or five. Maybe yeah. five. Because it it probably, might have been five. Because it probably started on Triple Live. You're infatuated. Yeah, Here? it might have. And if it didn't, it was like right when we first. So, yeah, it was either four or five years. So, this big infatuation with Flip Pallet. Give me the setup. How did, how did you make this connection? So. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm f- fairly friendly with the Bonefish Tarpon Trust guys. Right. Yeah. And, um, and every year they do a, an honor, an honorary, they do a dinner where they honor certain people that have made an impact. Right. They've been doing it for a couple of years now. And I saw them post that they, that this year they were one of the people they were going to be honoring was flip. And I, that immediately caught my eye. So I reach out to Mark Rayban, who's the director of BTT, and I said, is Flip going to be there? And he's like, yeah. You want to go? I said, yeah. I said, is it, can anybody go? He's like, yeah. He's like, just here. You got, you know, just buy your ticket and before they run out. I didn't even hesitate. I didn't look at the price. Whatever it was, that's what I was paying. I said, like, this could finally be my chance to meet him. So fast forward now. To the night of the event. Well, hold on. How long ago before the event did you buy your ticket and talk to Bonefish Tarpon Trust people? Two months. Two months. So 60 days before the event. Correct. You were committed. Yep. And you had your ticket. Didn't even think twice about it. Did you buy one ticket just for you? Just one. It was expensive. So you you were just on a mission. (laughs) I was on a damn mission. You weren't like bringing a first date there. Nope. You weren't bringing some kid that's going to like win your spot still with friends or something. (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) <laughs> right so it was just you and you were committed correct okay moving along 
60 days ago. So fast forward to the night of the event. And where were you exactly? Chica Lodge in Isla Morada. Hanging with the names. Dude, I mean, I must say, I must say right now, this is going to be a, a new record for name dropping on a podcast. Well, everybody's been waiting. Yep. So, but no, I, I'll tell you what, it, it was great because I, I had seen people that I hadn't seen in about three years. They could. Remember Dr. Jen? Oh, yeah. And Nick Castillo that we did the podcast with, Ross. Ross. Remember Dr. Ross Bocek? He was there. Nice. I saw Mike Alfano. Alfano was there. Nice. He was there. Um, I hadn't seen him in a while either. I got to meet Nick Roberts, who does the marketing for BTT. And he, he remembered me from the podcast. He said he loved our podcast that we did with everybody. And gave me his personal number he goes if you ever need me to share anything or just hit me up and so a lot of good connections were also made to this night too in other words you owe me yes okay um <laughs> but anyway so we had they have a ballroom over there at chica lodge that looks like something at like buckingham palace beautiful i i wouldn't know you never it. been there i mean the wife goes the kid goes i don't go okay but you've never been there I picked them. I pick. I've been by the pool a couple of times. Okay, it's a beautiful place. So, I didn't realize how many people were going to be at this thing. How many people? There was over four hundred. That is big. Yeah, which I mean, I wasn't surprised. So, now the way that it worked is so there was three. There was three people being honored that night. So Flip was okay. one. Flip, Flip Yep. The other one was Lloyd Rubel. So coincidence. So funny enough, I I had just kind of found out about Lloyd. Um. Because Andy and Nikki did a podcast with him a couple weeks prior. So I found out about him. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, so he's going to be there too. And then they did a, um, uh, they did one to Billy Knowles. So it was posthumous or posthumous, whatever, however you pronounce that word, to Billy Knowles. So I get there and I I was not expecting that many people there. I was like, holy crap, this is a lot of people. 400 is a lot, yeah. That's a lot of people. And, um, I mean, everybody who, I mean, I, like literally here, so here's now where the name dropping starts. That, well, I thought that was the name dropping. Here we go. So we got, <laughs> I seen Rob Fordyce, Rob, Stu Apt, Stu, Willie Benson. <laughs> I see Ted Jurassic, um, Rick Ruoff, Timmy Klein. Um, gosh, who else was there? I told you Mike Alfano was there. Um, I did. He may have been there. I don't know if he was, but I, I didn't see John Donnell, but he may have been there for Flip. I don't know. Uh, but just like all these guides, Bob Branham was there. I got to meet Bob. Nice. I actually, and it was funny, So because Bob hangs out in the Everglades quite a bit, so he and I were talking about that for a while. Um, super nice dude. Andy was going to come, but apparently he um, he wasn't able to make it, which sucked. Um there was, I mean, like every guide you could imagine. Like, and it's funny because I recognize a lot of these guys from Andy and Nikki's podcast too. Well, that's all the guys. That's yeah. The, that's the whole loop of people down yeah, there. Yeah, but I mean, they they were all there. I mean, everybody who was everybody was there, which I thought was so cool. And it was it was funny to me just kind of looking around, and be like, oh, there's so and so. Oh, there's so and so. You know, and it's like all these people that I recognize, and then you finally see them in person. You're like, gosh, I mean, look at all the history that's here right now. So I thought that aspect was pretty cool. But, um, you know, I, so do you remember Charles Faschini? I do. So he was there and I said hi to him. He actually introduced me to Lloyd Rubel. 
Oh, nice. And I gotta get, and I gotta tell you, it was cool because Charles actually, as he's introducing me, he goes, so um, in Lloyd knew who you were, and he goes, so Stephen actually does a podcast in Fort Lauderdale with Jeff Maggio, you know, to promote the conservation efforts over there. And uh, and Lloyd was super nice, and he was like, really, and he actually wanted to kind of hear more about that, which I thought was cool. So. I actually got to have a nice little conversation with Lloyd and, you know, and he said to me and he, he was like, well, Steven, he's like, listen, it was great meeting you. He goes, you know, please keep up, keep, keep on doing what you're doing, which I thought was great. The guy was a class act. And, you know, so I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I got to meet Lloyd. So I'm going around now and I'm like asking everybody. So, so has anybody seen flip? Cause now I'm like, all right, I got to find flip. Like that was the whole point of this. Right, so now you're on a mission. So now I'm on a mission. I was like, has anybody seen Flip? Yeah, they said they saw him walking around over there before, but nobody's really seen him around here yet. And I asked Mark, and I'm like, hey, has anybody seen Flip yet? And he was like, I haven't seen him. He goes, he's probably going to roll in late. And I said, really? He goes, he doesn't really like being bothered by people, and he doesn't like really being approached and whatnot. So now I'm kind of like, oh, shit. Like, does this mean I'm not going to be able to get a pick with him or meet him or anything? You know, so. You're starting to sweat it. A little bit I was. I was actually getting a little bit bummed. I'm like, damn, like, I might not be able to meet him after all. But I was like, no, like, I got to make this work. Like, 60 days in advance. It just, I was like, we've been talking about this moment for years. Oh, you have, yes. We have. (laughs) But we, um, (laughs) so I'm inside the ballroom talking to this guy and. I happened to turn around and the, somebody was opening the door to come in and right behind them I see Flip just kind of in the corner with another guy and I'm like, I'm talking to this guy and I go, I'm so sorry, I, I'll be right back and I beelined away. You know, so I walk outside and I don't make it like obvious or anything, but you know, I walk outside, I see Flip talking and I just kind of hung out. Um, I was getting a drink and I'm just kind of waiting to see if this guy walks away from him and he wasn't, and I finally just walked up, and I just was like, you know what? Let me just walk up and just say, you know, hey, I'm so. And I did. I walked up and I said, um, I said, excuse me, Flip. I said, you know, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I said, um, but Flip, I said, I wanted to come up and introduce myself real quick. I said, I'm Stephen Busaka. I said, and um, I actually, I, I wanted to introduce myself. I said, I wanted to thank you. I said because you're actually the reason that I started bone fishing and wanted to get into it. And he goes. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> you know, and I, I tell you what, I, there's certain things that I notice about people. And one of the first things I noticed was the guy had a great handshake. That's always something I pick up about people. Great handshake. I'd say like most people that do uh, polling. Yeah. Polling guides. They yeah. Strong hands. Lloyd, nice strong handshake. And. Um, or maybe it's just a BTT thing. Like people that hang maybe. out. The BTT people are just good handshakers. Or maybe. Whatever. But I, I always pick up on that. And, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to take up too much of his time. But, you know, I had said to him, I was like, um, I said, you know, Flip, I said, I understand that you used to do some hunting up around Fish Eaten Creek for hogs. He goes, yeah, I did. I said, you by any chance familiar with North and South Hackle Trap areas? He said, I am. And I said, I said, my dad and I actually hunted up there for many years for hogs. And he said, really? So, you know, I, I told him, I said, like I said, you know, I said to him and the, I said, I didn't mean to interrupt. I said, um, you know, just want to say thank you for everything. And um, I said, you know, would you mind if I got a picture with you real quick? And he goes, yeah, man, that's fine. Excellent. So, and it was funny too. I, um, so the other guy took a picture, got the picture and, um, you know, I, I said, Mike Alfano was there and I walked up to him I'm like, Mike, 
Look, he's like, you got it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Dude, Jeff, I got to tell you, I don't get starstruck. I really don't. You know, I've been lucky enough to meet some famous people. I don't really get starstruck. I was so damn giddy. And I just had the biggest smile on my face the rest of the night. And I just, I don't know. I, I almost felt like this was, I wasn't sure if this was the end of a chapter or the beginning of a new one. But I was just like, wow. Well, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. I mean, I've never actually met Flip. I've been around him a few times or whatever. But I was going to say, wait, wait. So you never actually like, like, like talk to him, you mean? Right. I was never introduced to him. Okay. You know what I mean? Out of all the people out there, I'd love to be introduced to him. So you one up on me with the flip thing. But I'm way more happy for you. Oh, I appreciate that. I uh so funny thing, <laughs> I gotta tell you, so the day after, you know, I posted the picture and um you know, I was still in the keys and I decided to take the paddleboard out because it was like glass. So I took the paddleboard out and I was chilling out there and, and Timmy calls me, Timmy O'Connor. Right. And you know, Timmy got to fish with Flip. So he's like, congratulate. He wanted to hear the whole story. And, you know, I told him about everything. And um, do you know how many people texted me or emailed me or reached out to me and was like, Busaka's big day. You got to meet Flip. Well, I, mean, I'm not, I didn't even know it. Like, I didn't see the picture first. Are you serious? People were, were contacting me, letting me know that the world's favorite millennial, the co-host of the Real Guy Podcast, finally met his guy, Flip Pallet. That was how you found out? Yes. I found out from the Real Guy Network. That's awesome. I've been fishing every friggin' night. Yes, you have. And I saw that you texted me. I didn't even look at the picture. Because it was you and Lamont I texted were the first ones I texted. I didn't even look at the picture. By the time I did look at the picture... You had already read the other freaking messages, right? I, so anyway, there's a lot of people that were really happy for you, dude. I that I I was so appreciative. I had a lot of people reaching out to me, like congratulating me because they knew that that was a dream of mine, and I thought that that was great, just the support. But it, but going back to when Timmy called me, it was it was kind of cool because you know I told him I said you know I'm not gonna learn I'm not, I said I was a little bit nervous just because everybody kept saying they're like he doesn't really like to be around people. He doesn't really like to be approached and whatnot. So I was kind of like, you know, is he going to be mad me walking up to him and whatnot? And so Timmy said, because Timmy got to spend actually quite a bit of time with him, which was cool. And Timmy said to me, he goes, well, I'm going to tell you something about Flip. He goes, um, everything that they told you is true. That is how he is. He said, but I'm going to tell you this. He said, um, the fact that, you know, he sat there and talked to you for a little bit and even agreed to take a picture with you. He goes, um, that to me says that he is because he can sense BS very easily and he doesn't like it. So he goes, the fact that he was willing to do that with you, he goes, he goes, you, you did it just right. And that was nice to hear. Dude, you're like the world's most likable person. <laughs> well, I mean, I appreciate if, if that. Flip but I... Well, I'm just saying, if Flip would have stuck his nose up to you and acted like he didn't want to talk to you, I'd have been like, I could you not want to talk to Misaka of all people. I mean, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's true. Thank you. And everybody that, you know, knows about the world's favorite millennial is like. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations 
and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, what a nice guy. Yeah, what a sweetheart of a dude. Oh, he's so innocent, blah, blah, blah. All the crap that I got to put up with on a daily basis about how cute you are. So if Flip wouldn't have freaking responded well to you, I'd have been like, man, that guy's got a problem. Because I've never met anybody that, after they met you, were like, well, that guy, he's a good kid. And that kind well, of thing. I appreciate that. No, he, uh, no he, he was great. He was great. He, um, you know what I love about Flip? So it was funny. When I got my phone out, he noticed my pop socket. He goes, I think those things are so cool on the back of the phones. And he loves Instagram. It's like, you know, the guy's 81 years old. Right. I love how, like, into kind of the newer stuff that he is. He tries to keep up on things. He does. And I, I like that about him. I really do. But, um, oh, it was funny. So I, I, um, I left this part out actually. Hold on. So let's, let's, let's rewind to before the event. Oh, okay. So, you know, I talked to Benny Blanco a decent amount trying to keep up on everything that's going on with captains for clean water and, and whatnot. And, um, so when I found, I bought my ticket, I, um, I called Benny I said, Benny, I said, um, so I, I think I'm going to be able to meet Flip. I said, like, is there any pointers that you can give me? Like things he likes to hear, <laughs> things he doesn't like to hear. Like, like what's he, like, do's or don'ts? And he's like, dude. He's like, don't what? overthink it, man. Right, like, Just no. don't overthink it. So, but he, um, but it was funny. So I, I got the picture and, um, and I texted it to him. And he just goes, mi amigo. <laughs> Benny's a good kid, man. He's great. I, any, I've actually, I, I talked to, it's funny. I um, Any other names you want to drop? I mean, Jesus, you're, you're on a serious roll here. I'm trying to think of who else I saw there. Who was it? Uh, Jim McDuffie, who's the president of BTT. He got up there and. I mean, there was, there was other names that were apparently well known that I didn't even know that were there too. I, um. So Mark Rayban actually he put me at the table with the folks who actually own King Sailfish Mounts and I got real friendly with them and they gave me their card and I told them I said listen I said if I ever catch my my double digit bonefish I may be giving you guys a call to get it mounted so that was cool um, I met the uh, the regional manager for Costa Sunglasses really Cam super nice guy and I was actually um, because I, you know, I was telling him, I said these Sunrise Silver Lens are fantastic. I said, are you guys? Um, and I, 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 I'm just kind of very honest. I was like, you know, if you don't mind me asking, I said, um, have you guys thought about maybe making it more available in your other frames, more frames? Because I feel like it. Does. And he goes, so he goes, it's funny you say that. He said, moving forward, um, especially all new frames that we come out with are all going to offer that option. He said because it's really taken off. And he was like asking me all these questions. He was like, you know, you liking it and whatnot, and you know. And I gave him some feedback too. You should have, you should have told him to be a sponsor on the Real Guy podcast. Well, he gave me his card. Yeah. He told me to keep in touch with him. There you go. Call him anytime. There you go. So he gave me his Instagram. So I connections were made that night. It was so you were doing the real networking stuff. Literally, 
Good for you. Like literally. And um, I'm proud of you, Busaka. Well, I appreciate that. And you represented well. Appreciate that. You know what I mean? I. Uh, well, it was it was cool though because I I I don't believe in bragging, so like I didn't want to enter. Oh, you know who else I met was Jared Raskob. Oh, did you? I did. He was a good. I told him. I said, Jared. He he introduced himself to me too. He was. I said, Jared. I said. I heard a lot of good talk about you from Alfano, which is true because that was how I originally found out about it. But super nice guy too. Um, but like, I, I didn't want. I didn't, I felt a little weird walking around going like, "Oh, I'm Stephen." Like, you know, I'm with Jeff Maggio on the Real Guy Podcast. So it was nice that people were introducing me, and they were saying it for me. That's excellent. Which I just, I don't know. Cause I just was like, I don't know. I'd feel weird walking around telling everybody like, oh, yeah, I'm being buddies with Jeff Maggio. And just, I don't know. Just did, did you see, have you seen Ted Lasso yet? You're the fifth person that's told me. No, I have not. All right. There's a reporter that plays a character in Ted Lasso. Okay. Okay. And if, if nothing else, because you're a professional and everything, you present yourself well. This one reporter in Ted Lasso, I think he wrote for, it was called The Independent. Okay. And I can't remember his name, but let's just go his Jim Ross. So every time he would stand up in the press room, he'd go, Jim Ross from the Independent. Right? Okay. And, and he did it so often that people would mimic him. And so when you get up, you're like, Jim Ross, and then from the Independent, blah, blah, okay. blah. But that'll teach you a lesson. And it's a good lesson in life. That's how you introduce yourself. If you're at a place. Right, and you're networking, right, in a place like whether it's BTT or any place like that, and realize a lot of those people are there to do the same thing. They want to meet people, blah blah blah. So the professional way to introduce yourself is from the element from where you're from. So it would be, it should feel more natural to you to be like, hey, I'm Stephen Basaka, the world's favorite millennial. I am not introducing and, myself as that. <laughs> but if you did. Could you imagine from if I introduced real, myself to Flip the, like that? Right. From the Real Guy podcast. He would have told me to get the hell away from him. He would have laughed his ass off because the world's favorite millennial is a great title. See, that would have been funny if somebody introduced me to him as that. I'm that just, would have been hilarious. I'm just saying. It's the way it goes. It's marketing 101. So, actually, Jeff, you know, you just reminded me of something. Funny enough, I remember I told you there was a guy talking to him. This guy, Neil. Very nice guy, actually. He was the one that took the picture of Flip and I together. I found out a very interesting fact about that guy. Are you? Have you heard of that book that Flip has? It's called Mangroves and Magic. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's this book. That guy Neil is apparently the one that provided all the pictures of Flip for that book. Oh yeah. So I thought that that was kind of cool. I was like the guy that. Spent all those years photographing Flip for his book. Actually got to take a picture, took a picture of me and Flip together. Did you uh, see Pat Ford? Yes, I did see him actually. And it was funny because I, the reason I noticed him was because he had the name tag. Because thankfully everybody had name tags. I did see Pat. Great. Good. I, sh I should have actually went and introduced myself. As the world's favorite millennial, <laughs> Stephen Busaka on the Real Guy, from the Real Guy podcast. Dude, I got to tell you, you should have seen... <laughs> Freaking, who was it? Um, Stu Apt, God love him. Guy's in his nineties, having a good time, enjoying himself. Dude, he, I mean, it, you, the guy's got the spirit of like a twenty-year-old. That's awesome. Was there any stick in the muds there? Believe it or not, no. 
Everybody was so. Oh, uh, Paul Tahera was there. I saw him. Um, Got all the good people. Yeah. I, maybe I go to one of the BTT events. I mean, I sport the piss out of my hat, and I like to talk about BTT. You're good at that. But I just I. Those social loops, I've just, I've never really participated since I used to do it with my dad and the billfish yeah. stuff way back when in the 80s. That as I got older, I talked to a lot of people, you know, like Benny and Ofano and these types of people. But those social events, I just haven't participated in, which is probably a mistake. That, to me, I will tell you, was a night to remember. And, you know, it was cool, especially when Flip got up on stage and he's got a presence that he makes you want to listen to him. Because some people are just, I mean, some people are just not good at public speaking. Most people are not good at public speaking. You know, but when he got up there and he um, and he really said what he wanted to say and, I mean, mind you, there's like almost 400 of us in this room. There was not one person in there that wasn't just like, you wanted to hear the very next word. Yeah. Right. Like literally, Jeff, like everybody, I mean, was literally like leaning like forward in their seats, just holding on to every word. And when he talks, because he's such a wordsmith, he really is. You know, I remember he um, just, he was giving his thanks to everybody and, you know, and, and God love him. You know, we were all, you know, most of us were dressed in fairly like, you know, beach casual attire. Biz- a lot of people in suits sure. showed up. You know, and he rolled in there with leather moccasins, blue jeans, and just a plaid shirt. Just a good old boy. You know, but he, he got up there and, you know, he didn't speak for very long, but it was like, but what he said, it just, it was, it just, it felt like you were witnessing, you know, just kind of the last of the golden age of fishing, as silly as that sounds. That's sincerity. When someone speaks with real sincerity, it could be anybody. If you speak with sincerity, you can captivate an audience. You really can. Um, oh, how could I forget? Chico Fernandez was there, too. Chico, nice. Chico was there. He actually walked right by me in the parking lot. I, it was funny. There were Some of these guys I actually wouldn't have minded saying hi to, but I, full transparency, I wasn't really sure how to approach them. Like, I, I was going to, I didn't get a chance to say hi to him, but I was going to actually say hi to Willie Benson. Um. Willie, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my favorite episode of Addictive Fishing with Blair Wiggins was when Willie Benson actually took Blair out to catch his first permit on fly. I remember that episode. Blair had never caught one on fly. Willie's energy and just, I I, I couldn't stop laughing. And I was going to go up to him and say, Willie, I got to tell you that that episode with you and Blair to this day still makes me laugh. Pusaka, you did great when you went there. You be yourself. You do what's comfortable for yours. And yeah. th- that was what I did. I was just like, you know, it was cool seeing everybody. But I was like, I mean, I don't need to go up and say hi to everybody. But it, it was it was cool being in their presence. Did you eat? <sighs> so, so they had all these hors d'oeuvres that they brought around at first. They had conch fritters. Conch fritters, one of your favorites. The lady actually kept coming back to me because she knew I, I couldn't stop eating them. They were delicious. And she was filling you up on the conch fritters. She was. And then they had these little the mini chicken empanadas, Jeff. The other lady, she knew to keep coming back to me, too, because I couldn't stop eating them chicken empanadas. And, um, and then we had a steak. 
We had a sit down. We had a sit down. Nice. And I will tell you, I, I laughed a little bit because I told you I had sat down. I was chatting with Bob Branham for a little bit. We were talking Biscayne Bay. Um, and they were talking about the Everglades and whatnot. And, and, um, and I felt bad because the food came. And, you know, Bob is you're just sitting there. I'm talking to him. And I was like, um, oh, shoot, I'm so sorry. Let me let you eat. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he probably wants to eat. <laughs> you know, I got a little bit wrapped up in conversation. That's but, natural. Uh, that happens. Yeah. That happens when you see people and they're eating. Yeah. No, I will tell you, Bob, Bob Branham's a cool guy to pick his brain. I was, um, I you know, I asked him, too. I was actually like, I said, have, have you gotten a chance to see um, any Panthers? He goes, I've seen one twice in all these years. And I'm like, yep, yeah, sounds about right. So. So, the wife and the kid and I were thinking about you big time. Yes, on Easter Day when I texted you. Right. And let me tell you why. Yeah, you said you were going to explain. <laughs> so, and like typical Busaka, who texts? Who texts their best friend on Easter? Or never mind your best friend, a friend, any friend on Easter. But you're like family. Yeah, but you. You're weird like that. Birthdays, holidays. I always text you. Right. right. <laughs> right. And then I look at it and I'm like, this guy's so soft. He texts me for Easter. But anyway. <laughs> so, on, so on Easter, on Easter, <clears throat> we're in this little town uh, in Panama called Boquete. Okay. And, and there's, a, there's a volcano there. All right. And on top of the volcano is this huge cross. Okay. And when you climb up there, you can see the Pacific and you can see... The Atlantic at the same time. Really? So the thing to do on Easter morning as the sun comes up is to be up there as close as you can to God. That's awesome. All right? So we're at the top of this volcano. And there's all these hikers. I mean shit tons of hikers. They're all your age. They all look like you. They all dress like you. They all talk like you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And they're hiking the piss out of this volcano. <laughs> then we went to a few other places in Panama where there's a whole bunch of hikers. That's where your people are, dude. You need to go to this place called Boquete well, in Panama. The and there's all these hikers. And they're all, like, doing their thing. You might even get find a hiker girlfriend type oh over there. Oh, my gosh. They got the clothes. I mean, they're just hiking the piss out of Panama. See, but here's what you got to remember about me, though. When I go on those hikes... I have one goal specifically in mind. That's to see the panther. Or a bear. To basically just to find wildlife. And well, the thing I've noticed... Well, that's what they do also. They have the... I forgot the name of the bird, but... The bird. There's a bird over there in Panama that's like the bird to see when you're doing the hike. The bird that's the word? It's kind of like the panther here. Like, oh my God, you saw one? Really? Yeah. And, um, I'm going to have to look that up. And our guide was pretty badass and we saw one. Oh really? It actually, flew right in front of us. And is looked. it big or is it little or what? It's pretty. Li it's pretty. It's pretty long. <clears throat> I, I can't remember the name of the damn thing. But anyway, so there was all these trails and hikes you do, and all the you millennial types were there. 
Spreading the piss out of some serious camping gear and hiking gear. You know, like the poles, the gloves. I mean, I don't go. I don't go that all out. I'm. In fact, I try to. Ever since that that one time that Justin and I had gone in there, I've actually tried to go as light as possible. So, so we're coming down the mountain, okay, and we're in a four by four. We didn't do the hike. It's six hours you up. You missed the... It's six dude. hours up, six hours down. It's a real hike. Oh, shit. Okay. It's like a five mind. or whatever they call it, right? Okay. So we're coming down, and we're in a four-by-four, four and the ride sucks. I mean, you're bubble. I was about to say, you're like, boulders. head's probably smashing against oh, the ceiling. Horrible, horrible. Except for the five minutes when the sun came up, and you're next to the cross and everything. Was it magical? It was a cool five minutes. But other than That's that, awesome. I could have did without. Okay. But we're on our way down, and... Um, now it's light out, so we can see the guys hiking up and down the mountain, and they all look like you. So I'm like, look, there's Lusaka. <laughs> so then the worm and her friend says, oh, look, there's another one. So as we're going down the mountain, and we're going to go like two miles an hour over the rocks and stuff, we're yelling out the window, what's up, Lusaka? <laughs> all, the way to, all the way back to the resort. <laughs> so that's what I meant when you said that. I said I was thinking about you all day on Easter. So you know it's funny that you say that. So my boss was in um Dominican Republic a few weeks ago. It was there or Puerto Rico, one of the two a few weeks ago. Right. And you know, we actually have a group text to cut all the all of the all the um folks in our department. And my boss sends a text and it's a video of somebody paddleboarding <laughs> and she's in the video you can hear her go Guys, look at Steven. There goes Steven. <laughs> so that makes me think about you guys doing that to me. <laughs> well, that's when you're the world's favorite millennial, people remember you. And That is too funny. Anyway, that Busaka, is awesome. we're all real proud of you. Going up to the Keys by yourself on a mission. You got the meat flip palette. I did. We're all real proud of you, and we're happy you. for you. Thank you. And um, thanks for coming in the studio and sharing that with everybody. Thanks for having me. I'm just not sure what I what I want to call the Busaka. I mean, what the the vid, the episode, <laughs> the Busaka. <laughs> Maybe they should um, call it the Busaka. But I'm not sure what I want to call it. Like Busaka meets Flip. I was like, I, you know, what's funny. I was thinking about that too. Like, what we should call it? Name dropping like we've never name dropped before. No, we need somehow we need to talk about Flip in the in the title. All right, I'm gonna title. Flip palette and the award that he received, whatever the name of the reward uh, award was, and that way, and the search engines and everything, it'll it'll pop up. But anyway, I'm glad you went. I'm glad you hung out with the boys from BTT. I'm glad you got to see all those people, and we're all real proud of you, Busaka. Appreciate that, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go have our sausage and pepper dinner to celebrate. Run that dog. Run that dog. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv